Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Building Years, and this is Jeremiah Watkins. It's Justin Alexio. It's fucking Friday. And boop, boop. Justin and I are both back on the podcast. It's back to normal. <laughs> we should have guests for you every week. Don't Not, promise. I, it, we can't. Don't <laughs> promise it. You're going out of town next week, so we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll but out. Uh, this week we've got a super funny writer that uh, I got to work on one of his projects. Get it from Ronan McRory. Hello. Ah, fuck, did I say that right? No, you said it right. All right. right. Yeah, yeah, baby, I stuck that landing. What is it? I always get nervous. I don't know. That's weird. Anyway, sorry. No, no worries. You got it right. Can you spell it, though? <laughs> I mean, let's not get into that. Uh, what's up, man? How's it going? I'm doing pretty well. How about you, Justin? You know, I'm okay. It's New Year. You know, B minus. I got to get it to the A plus. Yeah. I don't know. Did you have any resolutions? Um... Did I? Not really. Not really. I mean, kind of, you know, I listened to your uh, podcast about making resolutions and and failing to meet them. And (laughs) no, no, well, you know, and that was sort of, I think, an experience that I've come to know all too well. Um, I did write down resolutions once uh, in my life. And my roommates found them and made fun of me for them. So, no, I'm, I'm kind of going to play <laughs> Sounds it. like your roommates aren't very supportive. Well, they're not my roommates anymore. Oh, they're not, um, even, they're not, not even friends? No. <laughs> and, uh, uh, That's a no. No, no, no. Well, they kind of are, you know. Well, I, hopefully they listen to this podcast and know where they stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to play it how it lays. Okay. A little bit. So, Justin was extremely vague with your credits intro uh, that you guys worked together on a project. <laughs> yeah, so well, I don't know. I'm like, so I'm saving it for the podcast. I want to blow it all so, so in the beginning, bro. So let's elaborate <laughs> on that, how you guys know each other, and then I'll get a better uh, feel for your guys' relationship. Jeremiah's coming down on me and my interview skills, but uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, no, he wrote uh, with his uh, co-writer, uh, Mono. He wrote it, so... Awesome. Yeah. With yeah. my good friend, Brian Medell. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Who uh, couldn't be here. We nope. wanted him here. Working at ran, Funny or Die. Yeah, yeah. I ran into him at the Funny or Die party. Indeed. <laughs> so I hear. <laughs> it's all right. It's, uh, we missed you. I, I bet you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's, uh, well, we can get into it right now. Because I, I, I'm interested in how, like, let's go through your career we we haven't had mm. too many writers on here we've had a couple mm. but uh it's like what's your what the, how do you start where do you where do you feel like you started going for it because this you know this has been a long journey for you <laughs> yes <laughs> um let me think i mean i don't really know i mean i came out to la in late 2004 from like, where from england okay where you grew but up? i grew up in Italy. Right. I was born and raised in Rome. I moved to England for college, and I came out here to grad school late 2004. Okay. And I went to UCLA for, for directing and directed my way through the program. And Don't they have a good program? I feel like I'll, some people... Yeah, they do have a good program. Yeah. So you initially wanted to be a director. I, yeah, and I you know, 
to some degree still do, you know. Okay. Um, but afterwards, you know, I think in, you know, when you go to like a grad school or something to do that kind of thing, you, you imagine that, you know, you kind of, you're, ra- you're raised on these very specific films, like relationship dramas from the 70s and stuff. Anyway, that's what you want to make, right? Yep. But I got out, I graduated and kind of had to sort of figure out exactly where I fit, you know, because uh, making like a Godard short was not gonna like pay the bills you know so um yeah so i started working in development and then got a little bit tired of that and then began writing and the screenplay the first one that 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 was made is the one that you were in with uh, with brian did uh so going back to college do you mm. do we have a lot of people here we have a lot of high schoolers listening to this what uh-huh. up what up high schoolers mm. would, you, would you say that uh film school was worth it is it worth the investment and then the time or should they just move out here well hmm i think it's probably different for everybody you know there's no one path and i think film school is whatever you make of it i mean i think the biggest assets uh, were the other people in the program. Having said that, like I was in film school when the digital cameras were still not that great. I shot on film. I cut on a flatbed. Um, like, How is that? I feel like that's like very, very difficult. I've never even done yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was useful, but it was like the kind of thing where it was like, it was a little bit painful, a little bit tiresome, and so you kind of had to you had to kind of hope that it was a useful process, right? But I feel like on some level, um, if I don't know if I was a ki- if I was eighteen or something nowadays, I think I'd just be making a ton of short films. Yeah. On my own. So you don't regret your education? You I don't like regret it. it. No, that's I don't. good. Don't regret it at all. That's yeah. a good because I regret mine. And so if my uh, parents are listening, I feel like they'd be very upset if I said I regretted <laughs> my education, <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, there's that too. Sweet. So you so you grew up in Italy. Mm. Do you feel like, uh, I don't know, do you feel more, but then you kind of spent time, you just feel like you're kind of British? Is that what you told me that before? Kind of, a little bit. I mean, my mother is half English, half Irish. My dad's half Irish, half Italian. Okay. But I was born and raised in uh, in Italy, but then I've got this accent, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> I've been here for 10 years. I mean, I feel like, though, if I, if I came from... You know, London. I went to school. I would just stay out there. Like, why come to LA? I mean, is there is it more work? I feel like I would just stay there. I would never. Mm. I don't have the balls to move across the ocean. Well, I'll tell you what it was in part. I uh, I was in Rome and I was on a film set, right? And Do they operate like here. Or is it? I feel no, like it's way more dangerous. No. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of like eight-year-old kids <laughs> working twen- 23 hours. No, no, no. I mean, it was... Six-year-old um, boom up, barely, <laughs> like shaking and trembling exactly. arms. <laughs> yeah. They glued his hands to the boom. <laughs> um, no, it was... I looked around and I remember thinking, I don't really know... There were a lot of old old people working on on sets, yeah. and I've got nothing against old people, but I remember there was a mixer or something. I think it was the sound department. Guy was like 
quite old, right? And uh, somebody, I think the AD was like, that guy worked on Fellini films, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I remember thinking... That guy did sound on silent movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, what? Yeah. Uh, it was something like that. And, uh, and I remember thinking, wow, you know, there are sort of a lot of older people working in the film industry. And I feel like it'll be like 20 or 30 years before like, I they get the chance to do anything. Yeah. And, you know, Italy is a little bit like that. You know, like they really, they appreciate sort of experience and wisdom and old age i think a little bit more than they do here well here it's like you got to be young you hear these that's where the expression out with the old and with the new comes from <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> and when you're new that sounds good hell yeah. yeah i'm like yeah, yeah push these old good. people out get me in baby yeah yeah so i think it's a toss-up but when you're young uh you know i i just like the idea of americans yeah, yeah. So you I, didn't, you didn't get you didn't get homesick when you moved out here. I I remember when I went to college, people were just crying in the dorms, mm. like I miss mommy and daddy, and I would just be like, I'm so glad I'm away from my parents. I was so happy. Mm. I kind of I think I had too much weird stuff going on when I moved out. Um, can I tell yeah. you? An anecdote? No, yeah, tell me the drama. We I, love I was drama like, here. I, I couldn't think of an anecdote, but they're coming to me now. <laughs> um, so. My housing fell through um, about here? yeah, like oh, about geez. a week and a half before. <laughs> so I went on Craigslist, and uh, it's not a good I um, the American junkyard for roommates. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a big. It was a big house with a swimming pool and a pool. Uh, you know, it had like a ton of stuff. And I was like, "This is fantastic!" Right. Mm. And about a night, bef the night before, I got a, an email and it was like, hey, man, like, if you want to get in the door, the code is tits, right? <laughs> and I was like, all right, okay. And um, so I rock up and I realize very quickly that I'm at a frat house. <laughs> and I'm, so I'm a grad student and I'm lodging at a fraternity. <laughs> And the fraternity was um, the Theta Xi fraternity. Oh and, you know, I punched in tips and <laughs> the, door the door opened and there was sort of this grinning but menacing bull... No, it wasn't a bulldog, it was a pit bull. Oh. And I kind of dragged my stuff into the, the like, living room and I... I think I fell asleep on the couch because nobody could tell me what room it was. <laughs> um, and that was like my... Uh, I, I didn't even know that they would Craigslist that. I thought it was just brothers. That's so weird because you're not in the frat. I wish I had, I wish I had the uh, ad because it was very vague. It was like, it was like, uh, <laughs> it was like house, cool house with pool seats. <laughs> Other potential roommates, you know, it was like nothing about debauched frat house <laughs> with like inhabited by 50 Neanderthals, like um, seeks, you know, tenant to ignore for the next few months and, you know, subject to like the lowest. So did you get out of there pretty quickly then? I got out of there after four months and then, <laughs> oh my God. yeah. How did it take that long to get out of there? You got to just, 
I haven't really thought about this for a while. It was a really odd collection of people um, who were lodging there. There was me, there was a Bulgarian guy who seemingly ran a, uh, <laughs> a really like a DVD duplication business. You know, it was like, it, it was 2004, so it was still like, yeah, you still rip. Hey, have TVs. you seen have you seen Closer by Mike Nichols? I'm like, that isn't out yet. He's like, I have it. You know, <laughs> it's like, and that seemed very cool. Um, then there was another. There was like a Brazilian guy, and th then there was a Texan who I became friends with. Yeah. So there's like all non-frat kids in this frat house. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I remember. I remember there was one guy who was like, "Hey, man, we're gonna have an amazing party tomorrow night. Like, there are gonna be tons of women." He's like, "It's gonna be the craziest thing ever." I'm like, "Great." He's like, "So we need you guys to move out tomorrow <laughs> night." What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so, Ronan, have you? thought about making this a screenplay because this is <laughs> extremely bizarre and pretty entertaining i think i think i once brought it up in a meeting mm -hmm. i don't know why it, I, um and they were like oh there's this other one in in development i think that was um the married the film about the married couple neighbors with Seth Rogen yeah yeah it was probably a little similar to that but darker than that right because i remember there was ah oh god i've got i've got a few stories yeah for go sure for should i go yeah, for yeah, it yeah yeah um this is nothing about like the film world, no it's but all here good. we go um i mean i remember one time so there was like a big communal kitchen and i remember coming down one morning and they were like, hey, man, you can't go in there. And all I heard were like, ah, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> screams from the kitchen. I'm like, what's happening? And they're like, there's, you know, there's dudes getting hazed in there, bro. You know? <laughs> and That's pretty good American I, I kid you not, this was the one moment at which he's like, th this is the one moment of warmth, but it was like tinged with menace again. It was like, hey, man, you you don't want to like join the frat, do you? Like, you know, you could pledge. And I was like, and this, while I'm hearing like screams in the, uh, <laughs> in the kitchen. Uh, and, and I was like, no, I, I don't, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, v very quickly, there was one room that I, n I noticed that like at night, there wasn't really a lot of activity in any of the bed, in like any of the rooms. Like I wouldn't hear anything, but there was this one room that seemed to have music going on and all kinds of shit, right? So one night I'm finally like, I'm, I'm just gonna go knock on the door. Like I'm bored, I'm <laughs> gonna go knock on the door. I opened it and realized that there was a bar inside. <laughs> there was a strip pole. <laughs> there was a girl who I knew to be the girlfriend of one of the guys dancing on the pole. There were kegs and a makeshift bar. Just and they were like, just the f it's the there are about there are about fifteen people in there. It wasn't. <laughs> it was like two or three bedrooms collapsed into like a bar, and uh, and so I started bringing a couple of friends from film school. I was like, you'll never believe it, but there's like an open bar. <laughs> <laughs> there's like. There's music in a strip pole. <laughs> and, you know, 
uh, anyway. So yeah. they're just like all your just like mid twenties film friends coming through, hanging out with these eighteen year olds. It was a couple of guys, you know, it was a couple of guys who would like come over, and they came over, and they were, you know, we'd just sit, you know, because I don't know. I mean, frat. If you're not in the frat, you're tolerated. You know, you're mm-hmm. not a brother. You're not. You're not a brother. Uh, and so, you know, we'd like sit there, we'd avail of the beers and we kind of, you know, watch what was going on. But you always felt like you were an outsider looking in. Yeah. Anyway, I got You're out of that You're not getting your ass beat. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So let's fast forward to uh, you. You so, so this was your first screenplay that you sold that mm. they got made that Justin was in this movie, right? Yeah. Nice. Mm. Uh, how is the creative process... Uh, as far as when, when you sell the script, mm-hmm. is it one of those things where you still get input on the film whenever they're filming it, or is it one of those things where once you've sold it, it's released and they do whatever they want with it? Because I know that sometimes they have writers on set; they'll keep the writers on set uh, if they want to maybe like punch stuff up or whatever as they go along. If it's like a comedy movie or something, was that your experience, or were you detached once they started filming it? Mm. And auditioning and all that stuff. So what basically happened was, uh, I mean, they were very, very inclusive on this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's different on other on other films. Um, so we sold it, um, but we were contractually obligated to do one rewrite. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we were um, in like a punch up session. Sure, uh, where we could like. You know, where we had a few other people kind of throwing out potential jokes, uh, which we then collapsed into the draft. And then we were on set every day. It's awesome. Um, and so, you know, if there, if there were any problems, and it was a very quick shoot. Um, and so every now and again, you know, uh, you know, we'd be there just to kind of, yeah, for, for any kind of reason. I mean... Nice. Do you feel yeah. like your baby got destroyed? Like, did you lose any battles? You were you were there every almost every yeah. day. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, uh, it was different to the ori- You know, the final script was different to the original script. Um, you know, but I think that that's probably a very common occurrence. Yeah, it's usually how it goes. I would imagine. And I think you know, at a certain point, you've got to kind of let let go of it. You know, let go of it a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. So my my uh you know, intrigue intrigue? Curiosity is the word I was I fucked that up. Um my curiosity is how so how does it how do you get to the point where you can like sell this stuff? So like did it did your agents sell it or did you kind of sell it? Because then you got like good agents now, so mm. you know. Well, what happened with that one was they wanted to originally. I think they wanted to make it into a massive, like they wanted to make like a twenty or thirty million dollar movie. You know, mm-hmm. they were thinking like super bad. You know, and we always thought it could kind of fall. It could either go that way or it could go like a much lower budget route. We ultimately, I think, it got to. Fa- I think it ultimately got to Fox when it first went out. You mm-hmm. know. 
Clear agents sent it out to everyone. They sent it out to a lot of people. And things kind of work cyclically. You know, you can be screwed, you know, temporarily where they're like, nobody does high school films, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, what was the last high school film that made money? It's like, there've been a ton of flops, you know? And then you're like, ah, oh, we're fucked, you know? And then, can I, oh shit, can I swear? You say yeah, whatever you want, yeah. And, um, and, um, mm, and then obviously, and then we wrote another one, and then suddenly they were like, high school films are making money again. Like, can <laughs> we have that one? And so I think what happened was, like, we suddenly had, like, a rush of offers in, in one week, you know? After you, everyone had Af- told you no. After people had said no, suddenly it was like, high school it's movies are, are, are cool, you know, again, and they might make money. And now, you know, how was that? feeling to you guys after people have already passed on it and then they come back and they're like no we want it we want it like what was the feeling well, whenever you and your writing partner or so i guess me and brian had had one so i can t- uh, i'll tell an, another story it's like we'd had one guy um who was a, a producer and and a fairly big producer uh, tell us that he was going to make it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this had been like maybe about eight months, eight, nine months before, and he'd taken us out to dinner, right? And I remember he was like, I, I like the script, you know? And we are like, thanks. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, thank I got very <laughs> sensual yeah. at dinner. Thank, thank you, you know, like, yeah. you have great taste, you know? <laughs> and uh, so he took us out to, to lunch, and we sat there, and he didn't talk about the script for, like, an hour and a half. You know, we were, like, eating and drinking. He didn't mention it. Then at the end of, end of it, I'm looking at Brian. Brian's looking at me. We're like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> He's like, let's make this movie, right? <laughs> and I was like, great, great. And he's like, we will make this movie, right? And that's fantastic. So I went home. Brian and I are like over the moon. I think I felt like a charge of emotion, a little weepy, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, never heard about it ever again. <laughs> he never he never brought it up. You, uh, you didn't reach out to him? Be like, hey, what's yeah, that? we did. And he was like, ah, you know. Ah, well, you know, it was, it was like oh, that kind man. of thing. man, classic like, Hollywood, like, <laughs> yeah, indecisiveness. So, so I think by the time it did happen, it was like, all right, <laughs> you know, great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Well, that's good. So, and uh, okay, so also mm. how, in order to get to the point, so we know how once you wrote it, how it got sold, but how did you get your agents? Just like writing a bunch? Did, is there some fairy tale story of how you got reps? Um. Not really. I think I think if you're in if you're in LA long enough, you know somebody who knows somebody, right? Yeah. Um, and so we, it was actually that that script. It was like we wrote that script. Uh, Brian knew a manager, two managers. They got um, a hold of the script, liked it, and then on the back of that, uh, we got an agent at. Paradigm, and then our agent moved to CAA. So then we went to CAA. But that's a good, I feel like, you know, talking to other people, I think that's a pretty uh, good way of getting like an agent is to get like a manager who knows an agent right. and then get an agent that way. Um, but yeah, they read that script and I think they thought they could sell it easily. 
okay. um, at the time. Sure. But that's usually why people get interested in <laughs> yeah. stuff. Like, I think I can quickly turn around money on this <laughs> and profit us, and uh, this is how the business works. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, talking to people at film school, you know, it seem, seems to be that, you know, you always want to get an agent, right? But yeah. it's almost like getting, trying to get a car salesman if you don't have a car. It's like, <laughs> To sell yeah. is sort of like not, you know, I think the, 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 the it just makes sense when you have something to sell, mm-hmm. you know. Totally. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So I doubt you know this, but mm. I actually auditioned for the same part that Justin did in oh, I this forgot movie. about that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you remember? Was he in there? Do you remember? I, I wasn't in there. I don't no, think so. No. They, uh, they saw I, <laughs> I moved my audition time because I was late. <laughs> Okay, and, like, and then then they then they saw me last, and they're like, "All right, thanks." And I was like, "Didn't get that one." Yeah, well, they made they really fucked that up, didn't they? Yeah. So you know, if the movie flops, it's yeah. because you cast Justin. Yeah. yeah, I'll take that. So, do you feel like now that you've you know sold something to the studio, doors are opening like for your next stuff? You working on stuff? Yeah, I mean, we're working on a bunch of bunch of stuff, but you know, I think, uh, I mean, on some level, you're back to square one, right? Yeah. So you're back to like a a, a blank page, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, you know. So yeah, I mean, I think hopefully, you know, I hopefully, peop, you know, it gets easier to get a read, right? Yeah. Um, but you still have to. Still feel like Still you're struggling, and yeah. fighting. Oh, a god, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a god, yeah. So, where would you want to be if, let's say, you li- this is like a time capsule, okay? yeah, and you listen to this podcast ten years from now? Mm. Where would your future self hope to be at that point? Ooh, <laughs> um, like going mm. down the path of like the path that you're set on right now. That yeah. you're, you're starting to get some screenplay work. You said you kind of still want to direct. Yeah, well, I would say, you know, it's hard to make plans on some level. Like sometimes, you know, when you don't make a plan, you end up somewhere. But I think, I mean, I think just still doing what I'm doing is just better at it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say writing, writing films, uh, movies, and uh, and just being feeling more confident and just being better at it. Um, I would like to to move into directing at some at some point, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think it, yeah, I think I'm pretty happy doing doing what I'm doing. All right, that's awesome. Um, that's yeah. a great answer. It's good to know. Yeah. Um. So we're about getting close to the end of our podcast. Only got a couple more minutes, so it's time for the Hollywood bitch slap. Watcha. <laughs> so we didn't prep you on this. Yeah, before, well, I figured he'd listen to the podcast. Maybe he knew yeah, what it yeah, was. You, you might know. So basically, well, well, this is towards the end. I normally like turn it off <laughs> sort of halfway through. Oh, that's great. You're like, oh, this is. I'm not listening. Like six minutes. <laughs> no, I. I, I yeah. So basically, when is a time you gave a actually uh, a good example of a time where Hollywood has uh, bitch slapped you before when you mentioned that that. Uh, producer said he was going to make your film mm. and then nothing happened from it. Do you have another story uh, similar to that or not necessarily similar, but something like that where Hollywood, you just S- felt like really let you down? Some kind of other mm. rejection. 
rejection. Okay, <laughs> I do. I, yeah, I think I do. Um, uh, it's not necessarily to do with my work, but it's kind of just a general feeling of rejection. That's okay. fine. That yeah. lingers to this <laughs> very day. Right? Okay, oh, let's solve so, this. No, no, here we go. So uh, there's uh, a, uh, an association, great, great place called BAFTA LA, right? Yeah. And they, they the kind British of actors. catered towards like... British actors and and they were very, they gave me a scholarship while I was in in film school, right? Okay. So they were wonderful, and they would invite me to all these events, right? And uh, it was at this event there were there were like esteemed actors there, right? And like I think Helen Mirren, you know, all the kind of pretentious English actors <laughs> were there, and um, there was a red carpet and all of that stuff. But they were there to raise money, right? Yeah. They were there to raise money. And so they had an auction, right? And there was a vase that they were auctioning off, right? A vase. And it was a shitty looking vase. <laughs> it was it was terrible, right? Yeah. But clearly they thought that the vase was worth a lot of money, right? And they weren't getting what they wanted for it. It was like it was like, we'll start the bidding for this like wonderful ancient vase at like fifty bucks. And like nobody was like having it, right? <laughs> so the auctioneer goes, anyone, anyone for 50? And it's like, they're fucked, you know? <laughs> and um, so they have the bright idea. They're like, we have our BAFTA scholars with us, right? Yeah. And, and it's like, ah. Oh. And it's like, okay, one for 50. And it's like, oh, they've got one for 50. And it's like, we've got our BAFTA scholars. Why don't we uh, see if they want to be your slave for a week? Oh. Right? <laughs> what? Yeah, it was sort of weird, right? Oh, very it's like, strange. It's like, they'll do whatever you want. <laughs> Clean your kitchen. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. I, it was like, it's like, they'll just do whatever you want. You know, it's like, and everybody was like a little like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Right? <laughs> But were, uh, were, were you guys as the scholars like that? But were the other people are like, now this is a nice... <laughs> no, no every, everybody <laughs> was, everybody everybody was okay. like a little bit bemused, right? And, but, but I think it was a lady who was like, any of you, anyone want to volunteer? Any of our wonderful scholars? And I look around, nobody's volunteering. And I just felt so bad for the lady that my hand, my arm just started to rise, you know? It rose, you know? And she was like, that young man down there, right? And so I'm like, paraded up on stage. Oh, no. And uh, there are all these sort of like, seem, you know, it's like act, you know, actors and directors yeah. who I sort of people. admired. I think David Cronenberg was there. And like people like that, you know, once in a lifetime. And I'm standing on the stage beside a vase, right? And she's like, 50 bucks, <laughs> right? And I look out and she's like, what can you do? And I'm like, um, you know, I can clean the kitchen. Oh. <laughs> I sort of like, I trotted out her suggestions, you know? And I was like, I can play tennis, you know? And she was like, he'll clean the kitchen. He'll play tennis. 50 bucks for this, like, Glorious phase and this young man who's like kindly, kindly offered no one, right? Finally, finally, this sort of MILF-esque woman 
puts her arm, her, her hand in the air, and she's like, 50 bucks, <laughs> all right? And so I kind of go up, and she like is like, give me your number. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> and like, I, can't, I can't believe she's like actually going ahead with this. So I'm like, here's my number. And she's like, I'll call you. And I'm like, all right. She's like, tennis, right? And I'm like, yep. And uh, I couldn't believe it. Everybody's like clapping, but it's also like, also like wondering what in God's name compelled me to walk up. I still don't know what it is. It's like, and um, and uh, that was it. She called, and I never went. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Fucker, you got her fifty dollars. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> well, she got a vase, but she didn't get her kitchen cleaned, <laughs> you know. She probably was going to try to seduce you. Uh, yeah. Oof. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All uh. right. Well, that was an awesome story. Thanks for that. That's, uh, I guess, more heavily leaning on the ask than the MILF, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was probably as old as that vase. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, well, thanks for that story. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. It was yeah. a pleasure. Uh, Where can people find you on social media and all that? Yeah. Facebook me. Yeah? Ronan McRory. All yeah. right. Uh, that's you all don't right. got a website? You want no, straight go there Facebook? Yeah, just Facebook me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Guys, he needs new friends on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Add him on Facebook. Do I'm, it up. Absolutely. Um, nice. Sweet. But my writing partner, Brian Medole, is on Twitter. Okay. So you can, uh, and, and he, you know, he, he has some great tweets. All right. So there you go, go check out Brian Medell. Right. We'll Spread the love to, around. We'll try to yeah. get him on the podcast eventually, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Oh, Thanks cool. for doing Thank it. you very Thanks much. Thanks for coming by. Yeah. Thank you.